Welcome to TLF Gems, a podcast about customer experience and insight from TLF Research. I'm Stephen Hampshire. And I'm Greg Roche. In this episode, we'll be talking about the sixth of our top 10 traits for world-class customer experience. And number six is strong communication to all levels of staff of customer needs. And there's probably two bits of that, um, Stephen, in, in terms of the interesting. The all levels of staff mm-hmm. point and the customer needs customer needs bit. Um, do you want to pick up pick up one on? Yeah, well, okay, let's go with the, the all levels of staff because I, I, that is an interesting aspect of it. I think one of the things that often comes up is do you, do you need different messages for different types of staff? So I suppose a cliche would be if you're talking to the board, you need to talk in terms of pounds and pence. Um, if you're talking to frontline staff, I tend to say you, you always need the kind of what and why. So what are you supposed to do differently and why does it matter? In short, the short version is yes, <laughs> there are slightly different messages for different members of staff. Yeah, I always think of it, it's probably a little bit like the newspapers, that the headline story is usually the same on most of the national newspapers, but the way that the Times will position that message is different to the way that the Express or the Mail might position it, which is perhaps different to the way that the Sun would would um, position it and that's really um, to make sure that it's landing with the right audience in in the right way. Um, I think the thing about all, all levels of staff is is one of the things that, that, that you know we've both done over, over um, the years as well is where we've done customer empathy surveys or mirror surveys and you really try and understand well you measure how well staff understand what customers want and how satisfied cu- customers are. And nearly every single time, I'd be struggling to think of more than one or two instances where the people who understand how satisfied customers are and what they want more are the frontline staff. And the people who understand that less are the people who are furthest away from the customers that tends to be higher up boardroom, where their, where their view is much more anecdotal, much more qualitative, and even that's probably giving it a little bit too much um, credibility. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in that. And I think when you, you know, coming back to the what and why that we're communicating out to frontline staff, one of the reasons that can fail is because effectively what staff at the frontline are often thinking is, we know perfectly well this matters to customers and we know perfectly well we ought to be doing it and we're trying but you're not giving us the support we need and the resources we need in order to be able to do that which is why I think for me really effective communication particularly towards the front line can't happen until you've until you've had a bit of a chance for collaboration and engagement I think you know you need that two-way conversation before well, it just, it just needs to be a two-way conversation, not a one-way conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing about the all staff, we, we probably said, you know, frontline staff and different levels of hierarchy, but certainly included in this is the support staff mm. and the internal staff whose job it is, is to make sure the frontline staff are armed with the right things. And, um, you know, we see a lot of frustration with, a lot of frontline staff who want to do the best for the customer but they need to go somewhere internal to get that information who you know won't come back for a certain amount of time or can't give it or won't give it the priority because it's a lot easier saying no I'm going home 
to another member of staff than it is when you've got a customer there. So internal SLAs and stuff like that, are, you know, are all good. So making sure the internal staff know that the customer facing staff are not asking them things just because they want to ask them stuff. There is the end customer there and the reason why they, mm -hmm. they, they need that. Yeah, it really is all staff, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that I, I don't want to get into it in this episode because I think it will come up in future episodes, but there's a tool called the Service Blueprint, which I'm a big fan of at the moment because I think it helps everyone to see exactly what you're talking about, how, how everyone is involved in delivering the final customer experience. And if they're not, well, why are we paying them? Because <laughs> that suggests we could, we could do without them, really. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, as I said, I won't go too much into the nitty-gritty of that tool now, but what it does help you get across is that sense that everyone is involved. And yes, your internal customers matter just as much as the external customer because they're serving the external customer. Absolutely, yeah. There's a good story about badges we might cover. Yeah, yeah we can mention badges. That story, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's badges, not badgers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, and the other thing I wanted to talk about on this one is the... Uh, the, the messaging that works particularly at the front line and you know, I, I know I've said already a few times the sort of what and the why but it might just be worth unpacking what what I mean by that so you know, what I don't think you can do is just feedback the scores you know our survey said we've got 7.3 out of 10 for professionalism and that's a priority so we need to improve it you, you need to get to the specifics of what so what, what are the behaviours that really make a difference? What are the experiences we can afford to let customers have or we really need to, to iron out? Um, so we often talk about the perfect experience. Yeah. Um, I think that really comes back to the step before of saying, what is it customers want? What are the needs? You know, and, and, and which of those are fundamentally crucial ones and, uh, and, and which aren't? And I think even um, at that moment introducing the concept you know, that we would define customer satisfaction as doing best what matters most and letting people reflect on actually what does matter most to our customers. We know what we do, we tend to know whether we make customers happy or sad, mm. but what is it our customers want from us? Classic example being the contact centre. Um, is it that customers, our customers judging the experience by the speed the telephone is answered? or the fact they get a first-time call resolution with someone sensible who can answer their query. And, and I think letting staff dwell on that a bit is often, well, is often very powerful because it starts getting them to see what customers are expecting from this. Not what they're delivering, but what customers are expecting, expecting from that. Yeah, and I think the, the, the thing that goes along with that, the, the helping helping customers, sorry, helping staff to understand the why of, of why we're doing this for customers. Uh, basically, it comes down to, I guess, in, in a single word, empathy. Is our un, un, putting yourself in the customer's shoes and understanding why this thing that's really important is so important. Uh, and I think you know, that is about a little bit about using the sort of qualitative information from the surveys, whether it's comments or call recordings or video and things like that. But sort of beyond that, I, I think just understanding the implications for the customer of, of what happens when we get this right or when we get this wrong. You know, whether that's in a, a B2B, sort of, you know, you're a manufacturer and if you don't deliver on time, the production line goes down, yeah. or whether it's B2C and you know, for the repairer to turn up in social housing, if they don't turn up on time, then I've taken a day of holiday and it's wasted and I'm gonna have to book another day of holiday. So that understanding that kind of, not just the, the impact on the customer, but also the, the, the kind of the emotional impact beyond the, the physical impact is, is quite important, I think. 
The other word in that is a strong communication. I was um, I was reading something the other week for one of our webinars from the Harvard Business Review that said most management communications have a half-life of maximum three months. And when you think about that, that's a lot of messaging you've got to do to stay up there, to stay front of mind. And I'm not going to mention the word symbology again or symbolism again. Because it's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is in my vocabulary. <laughs> but that idea of having that constant messaging, you know, it just made me think, you know, do people just do this once and then leave it and assume everyone knows? Yeah. But that, you know, that strong communication, all levels of customer needs. Yeah, I think it. It is important to do it well, not just to do it. Um, and I think, and we we tend to take we use this word storytelling a lot. And when you break it down, right down, it, you know that's a bit of a buzzword. What do you actually mean by storytelling? And, and in our in the briefing that I run on storytelling, the way I define it, it's most simple. I think a story's got three elements. You have a hook to draw someone in, so they pay attention to what you're saying. Mm. You, you make an argument. I tend to call it contrast, but you build up a. a picture of what we could have. This is what we could do right. if we do something. And then the third one is a mission. So here's what you need to do to get us from point A to point B. And I think almost any piece of communication has to do each of those three things well. You've got to make me look at it. Yeah. You've got to engage me and persuade me. And you've got to leave me with a clear sense of what do I do about it. Um, so I think if, if your internal comms are doing those three things, then that's great. I think they often fall at the first hurdle. They're, they don't get eyes in the first place. They don't engage people. You know, you may have a great argument, you may have a clear sense of what I need to do about it, but if I haven't looked at the post that you put on the wall, well, then it doesn't work, does it? Well, the most exciting, if exciting is the right word, but it probably is in our world, where one of the most exciting places, or a couple of them, where I've seen customer comments or customer needs expressed is in a lift, where mm. people actually put stuff in a lift about this is what our customers want from us. And I thought that was really quite creative because lots of people spend a lot of time just looking blankly round the lift. And I also saw this was more customer comments in a canteen where literally people had printed the comments out and just stuck them underneath the glass on, on, on the tables and then were moving them round um, sort of on a, on a daily or, or a weekly basis. And I thought that's a really good way of just starting to get people to understand the culture and cheap and quick and you know just is another one of those one percenters you know in terms of being customer customer centric and i think for me the key point there is moving it around so it's as you mentioned part of the battle here is keeping it front of mind and you've got to get this balance i think of sort of broadly a consistent message but finding new ways to to present it so that it, it becomes fresh again and it will attract my attention again even though you're basically saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, that balance of you know, new ways of giving the same message, moving stuff around, not just doing it once, is, is really important. Yeah. Okay, well that, that seems to be a good place to, to finish on communication. Uh, thanks very much for listening. If you're using iTunes, please subscribe, rate and review us. Uh, and if you want to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter at TLF Research or at tlfresearch.com. And we'll be back next month to look at number seven of our top 10 lists, which is ensuring that targets and bonuses are aligned to customer satisfaction to ensure employees are kept motivated and focused. And we'll be coming up with lots more ideas for turning your customer insight into impact and action. Thanks, everyone.